We're back. We've lost Jim. Jim's had a poo explosion in the back with one of his kids and he's on cleanup duty. He's back to you and me, Dave. There was actual, uh, no, poo. an actual poo, a real poo explosion. Now, when you and I first started talking about uh, cannabis in the aged care setting, we were talking about how you were using oils and some of the other doctors that we work with were using oil. Tell us a little bit about the challenges of using an oil in an aged care setting. Obviously it works great for microdosing, but it, it, it is a difficult product in that setting? Yeah, look, it's just not the usual, is it? We're, for the most part, used to pills and capsules and dosages that are locked in. So you can have your medicine in a 5, a 10, a 20. And when doctors write orders, they have very standard orders, which has always been a bit of a funny thing, actually. If you've got a 40 kilo human and an 80 kilo human, how come they both get a five milligram dose of whatever medicine? Veterinarians think we're mad. It's just the way the industry and big pharma have done things. I think it's mostly economics and we hope for the best. So you come along with cannabis, which is personally dosed or should be, particularly THC, because in my experience, the difference between a good result and a less than good result is about one milligram of THC for most people. So you have to do this titration, this increase where you start with a dose that's probably not enough and gradually increase it until you find the right dose. Or if you go a little too far, go back. So that ends up being an awfully long order if you're writing it on a, an order sheet or putting it on the computer in a nursing home. And then if you add in the fact that it's a bottle of oil with different ratios on it, THC and CBD and other cannabinoids, the nurse is then asked to draw up that amount and then somehow give it to the patient. Either they squirt it into something or onto some food or directly into their mouths. So it's a lot of steps. It's physically uh, a different way of doing things. Where do they store the oil? Do they need a special fridge for that? Does that fridge need a special lock? These are the sort of practical things that sometimes will get in the way of trying to get medical cannabis to a nursing home patient. And giving 0.1 to 0.2 of a mil, how tricky is that when you talk about crossing the line and being from therapeutic to intoxicating? Yeah, I mean, you need to pay attention. It's a drop or two in a small insulin syringe, um, or depending on what strength the oil is. The standard oils are the most commonly used cannabis med, I think, around the world would be 10 milligrams of THC per milliliter and 10 milligrams of CBD per milliliter. Call it 10-10 or balanced, depending on the company. And yeah, 0 0.1 milliliters is a couple drops in a little tiny syringe. And yeah, for some people, if you pull the syringe back a little bit further and an extra drop or two, it's enough that they'll be potentially a little impaired from that. The average patient who's happy using a balanced med, which is a lot of people, it'll just come down to practicality. It's nice to not be drying up oils. The syringes have, they're clunky. They, anyone who's used them knows the oil often makes the numbers disappear. Then you can't find them. You've gone to the chemist. We don't have any, the tops come out of the bottles that they leak. You don't want expensive medicines leaking out of your bottle. They're not ideal. It's just what we've done for a long time. And so I think there'll be a lot of people that if that's the sort of med that they have found useful and they've got a specific dose, let's just say they've been taking a 10-10 oil for the last year and they take 0 0.7 mils of that. Well, I don't really want to give them a 10 milligram THC or a 5 milligram THC because it's not going to be as good. It's not going to be right for them. So with these, they'd, they'd still be able to, to hit that kind of personalized dose and maybe easier for them to carry them around if they, 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 they need to bring them with them. Maybe they just simply 
are happy to not be swallowing cooking oil anymore. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more palatable. Yeah. The, the pastille over the oil. Mate, we've fought through adversity today with Jim's backdoor issues with his little ones and my wood chipper going on in the background. What we'll do is we will put up a link for folks to be able to ask any questions. So if you've got any specific questions for Dave or Jim, send them through the link on, on the podcast, whatever podcast you're listening to us on. And perhaps we can uh, do another little Ask Me Anything episode with you and Jim building some questions from the ether, Dave. Yeah, I want to talk about vapes. Yeah? Yeah, I do. I just, All right, let's talk about them. Really? Just yeah, in yeah. general, it's back right. from what we were talking earlier. I, it's just because it's, it's another one of these education stigma bits where I think Dr. Carl has, has a public service announcement out about vapes and it well-intentioned of course but to me it does have a little bit of the um geez i shouldn't be saying anything negative about dr carl i haven't been in this country long enough. He, he's a he's a national treasure doctor i know he's a national treasure and i i love him as well but i just want to make sure we don't want to we, we don't get into a just say no sort of message which was the old anti-drug message of just don't do it and we just have to be very clear about what we're saying don't do i agree with dr carl don't use devices sold from shady shops that no one has inspected and you don't know what the substance is in there that you're inhaling into your lungs because that's dangerous 100 percent. what i disagree with is saying vapes are bad full stop because the word vape could mean a device that's made to a high standard and has been signed off by the regulated a, and it's a heat all it is, is a fancy heating element that you put cannabis flower that's been produced and, and checked good practices and we know what is in there and isn't in there pesticides etc and then you vaporizing a natural medicine into your lungs and we've got pretty good evidence that's not actually particularly harmful certainly much less harmful than smoking or other things and then there are some companies making liquid form vaporizers that again have gone through some quality processes so at least you know what you're getting and i think my issue with vapes when it comes to nicotine, forget about cannabis or THC or CBD, is in the UK, I think actually they started integrating proper nicotine vaporizers into their healthcare. And I think they're subsidizing it because they see it as a way to help get the population away from smoking tobacco. It's a less harmful thing. And that actually is available here in Australia. Not everybody realizes that is your doctor can apply the TGA and get you a properly made nicotine vaporizer and then guide you if you have uh, extras cover yeah. you can get a vaporizer a tga approved vaporizer which is worth retails for a thousand dollars you can get that rebated 100 percent through your extras cover yeah as you should because if you're not smoking bongs and joints it's better for the health care of the country or ciggies or ciggies and if you're using a nicotine vaporizer that's got a solution in it that isn't scary and toxic it would be very hard for the effects of inhaling a, a well-made liquid vapor with some nicotine in it to scratch the surface of what tobacco does. Tobacco is so destructive and dangerous. I just think, again, if we look at it in a logical way, withholding nicotine vaporizers from people and then funneling that into the current kind of black market as it is, that's where the harm's coming from. Yes, people are going to use too much nicotine, but again, we got to look at the nature of the drug itself. And nicotine, if you're not smoking tobacco, is not nearly as big, big of a problem for society's health as the tobacco is. 
my father passed away from mesothelioma. So I've watched someone go through, die from significant lung disease. And so I personally don't like vaping just for that reason. And that's not to say my view is right or wrong. Yep. Um, but the interesting thing about that documentary, The Big Vape, is if you look at what that company set out to do, the Jewel guys, they really, what they wanted to do was reduce people's ability, sorry, reliance on co combusting tobacco leaves. Yeah. And really where they fell foul was their marketing practices ended up getting kids into vaping, right? So yep. that really wasn't part of their mission. That's where they failed part one. But part two, their device allowed nefarious types to have crappy oils that could connect into a jewel. And now these kids that were smoking something, which I don't know whether we'd call it safe, but not super harmful. Now these kids are vaporizing these horrible oils with vitamin D and vitamin E and all sorts of crazy concoctions. Yep. And that's what got kids sick. And they really did brush over the fact that vaporizers do have a place in smoking cessation. Yeah. And as you say, are much healthier than the alternative of combusting tobacco or other substances. I think like every other drug, it's easy for us to say, I don't think it's good for people in general. I wish they wouldn't do it. I'm with you. I don't, when I go home to Canada and I see how many people are vaping nonstop, it, it doesn't look like necessarily the healthiest thing. Clearly they're soothing something. They're needing to do something to feel calm. And no, that's not nearly as appealing as the Buddha on the rock blissfully. But reality is people are going to do it and are doing it and we can make it illegal and they'll do it. Or we can, this is a, again, it's the whole legalization argument for drugs is that saying we don't think it's good and we don't want you to do it. So go do it illegally and unsafely. It's just, I just think those days we need to move past that full stop for substances. Humans use substances. So I think as a society, why don't we educate them and give them the safest stuff possible? just makes it just i think in the end less harm will be done all right man it's always a delight to talk to you dave thanks a lot